We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more again, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Welcome. It's time for the Live It Full podcast. I'm Richard. I'm your host in the studio today. If you've listened to the podcast, if you love me, if you love Caitlin, if you love our family, share us with your friends, share us with your family on social media, email, wherever you do it. Go to liveitfull.com, buy some merchandise, go do those things. It's called a call to action. I'm asking you to do it. I'd appreciate it. Um, Hey, today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, something we talk about fairly frequently, um, but with a little bit different twist. And so last week we talked about King David. So you're probably going to think Richard's kind of going all over the place. We're going from like King David to what we're going to talk about today. Um, But I saw a statistic the other day that really it started turning my mind and started making me think about a couple of things. Um, And it's honestly, it's a sad statistic. Um, But I I saw the other day and I don't, I haven't fact checked these. So if anybody does and wants to throw them back at me, feel free. You can email me at info at live full or DM me on social media. Um, but 33% of people never read another book after high school. And I think that number's probably getting worse. I looked up some of the MLA uh, literacy rate information. Um, reading is on the decline, probably because we have access to podcasts and audiobooks. Now, I do include audiobooks when I say read. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Some of us are much more auditory than visual. I, I tend to be both. I like to listen to books and then read them. And it's kind of like deja vu, but it sinks in. It goes into my long-term memory when I do that. Um, so I do consider um, audiobooks to be, be be similar to reading. Although I think there is a cognitive thing that happens when we physically read paper. Um, I'm not even a huge fan of using a Kindle or reading off an iPad because I just don't think it's the same. Now, if it works for you or for you, for me personally, I don't have the same experience. I do like the way that books feel and smell and, and I'm kind of uh, the tactile aspect of it that you don't get. But I do download books on Kindle um, just for the sheer fact that I can take a million of them with me. I mean, theoretically, an unlimited amount of books in a very small space when I'm traveling that I can't physically do with with paperback books or hardcover books. Um, but 33% of people never read another book after high school. That That's kind of a scary fact. I would venture to say that it's probably higher than that. Um, but that's never. So you exclude the people who may have read one book, maybe two books in their entire lifetime. So from 18 to life expectancy is what, like 88 right now in the U.S.? From 18 to the end of your life, never read another book. I would beg to say that that number is low. It's probably higher than that. 42% of college graduates, so people who would think have read some books, have been pretty well versed. Because even if you have a degree in, say, biology or in the sciences or chemistry or whatever it is, you had to take some literature classes, right? I remember having to take English, uh, whatever it was, 1301, 1302, and British Lit, I think, were the the nine hours I had. Um I mean, I had to read some, but 42% of college graduates have never read another book. 80% of U.S. families did not buy a book or read a book in the last year. Now, I think that the reading literacy, reading comprehension um, is paramount to success in this world. If you can't, it's very difficult to be able to have a job and to thrive or to start a business if you don't read well. Now, 
you can throw outliers at me. Don't get me wrong. There are people out there. I know a plumber who can't read, who started a company back then. I guess you could get a license without that, or he did the apprenticeship, did the hours. I don't know. He doesn't read well or at all, as the stories that I've heard, um, figured out how to run a very successful business. Now, that's an outlier, though, because I know somebody's going to step up and be like, my daddy couldn't read, and he did this and that. Good. I'm glad that he did. However, in today's world, reading is probably more crucial than ever. But we just don't do enough of it. I think like anything, for you to get better at it, for you to love it, you've got to do more of it. Because I heard people just say, well, I don't like to read. Well, it's because you don't. How do you get into it? Well, you start reading. And I think that the more you read, the more your vocabulary improves, your, the way that you present yourself. There's so many things that are positive. Here's another stat. And now I will say I am guilty of this um, because I will get 90% of the way through a book and put it down and pick something else up. But 57% of new books are not read to completion. And so there's some interesting stats on that because I've read about Amazon actually knows how many pages you've read in a Kindle book. Um, They actually can pay the author based on how many pages are read, not for the book, which is another metric that's interesting to me that they would do that. But 57% of books are not read to completion. We're really good at starting things sometimes. We're really bad at finishing. There's actually a book across from me that I can see that's called Finish. It's totally about that. I haven't finished it, funny enough. So Brian Tracy, who I've got some books on my shelf over there from him, The Psychology of Selling is one of them. It's a great book if you're in sales. Um, but he said, if you only read one book per month, that'll put you in the top 1% of income earners. That's a pretty amazing statistic that the top 1% of income earners read at least one book a a month on average. So that's 12 books a year. Not a crazy number. If you read 15 minutes a day, you can go through a book a month really easy. It's not a difficult thing. It's not something that takes a ton of time, but it's something that if you make part of your daily routine, you will flourish. I just think it's a big deal. I think that reading comprehension is probably something that is, um, not overlooked, but it's something that we've got, you know, good enough's good enough. Sometimes they can read, but actually understanding what we're reading, it applies to everything, every aspect of our life. You need to be able to do that well. And I hope that technology isn't hindering us in that front with our children. Um, it's one thing that we've pushed very hard on our children to read and understand what they're reading. Cause I just think it's such a crucial thing to be successful in life. But back to what I was going to talk about today. So last week I, I was saying, I talked about King David, which so completely, we're going to go kind of 180 from that. And so some of you who haven't listened to the podcast may be like, this dude's all over the place. Um, but, you know, Caitlin and I like to talk about faith, family, finance, fitness. And so I think that this falls into reading, falls into that. Now, what I'm going to talk about with the reading is a different thing. But I saw a quote um, that somebody put on Facebook uh, this week, which I'd heard before and I'd seen because I've read the book. But it comes from the book or the movie, however you want to look at it, Fight Club. We work jobs we hate to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like. Tyler Durden. So the year was 2020. I want that. To, I wanted that to sound a little like apocalyptic and dystopian. Um, but in 2020, I decided, um, especially after, um, you know, kind of the pandemic started and I had some different things to do. Um, now those of you that followed us on social media or read our blog or followed, you know, live it full know that we, we continued to do our pretty normal things, got to travel with the kids. Cause we had about a six month summer to do so, um, made some amazing experiences. 
um, got to settle into new routines, which I think that some of them serve us well and we continue to do. Um, but one thing that I did was I um, generally I read books that probably bore a lot of people because they're they're sales books, they're books on business or books on self-improvement. Um, I've got a million of them on my bookshelf. They can go rich. One of them, you know, slide edge are books that I talk about a lot. And if you go to our Amazon store, uh, Caitlin and I's influencer store, which the link is in our um, link tree, um, you'll see a lot of the books that I recommend um, for disciplines of execution. I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now. I'm even thinking of some uh, G code by Ryan Stuman. Um, there's a bunch over there. But so I read books that maybe they're not interesting to everybody um, that that isn't self-employed or doesn't want to necessarily improve. Now, I think that those of you that are listening to this podcast, you're probably not in that demographic because you want to be the best version of yourself. Right. But so I what I did that year, though, was I decided to do something totally different than what I'd done in the past. I went and I looked up. Funny enough, um, I'll give you the background on it. So let me start with that. So I don't sound like I'm rambling. Um, there was some censorship going on in 20 to 21, right? Or 20, 2020. Um, the whole Donald Trump Twitter issue and the discussion of what's fake news, what's not, what's censored, what's not, what's real, what's not. Can you influence people politically by saying that that's not real, even if it might have truth to it? Um, there's a lot of power in that. But I also think, and I'm not, and so... For the record, and I will always say this, I'm not an ardent Donald Trump fan. I'm a libertarian. He didn't do anything for the um, for us that I would prefer. He didn't knock down the national debt, didn't really make government smaller, got rid of some regulations. I mean, all in all, we'll see in 20 years what people really think about the four years that he was in office. But I digress. I think Republicans and Democrats basically do the same things. They just act different about it. Um. That's my rant on that. But I do believe whether it's right, left, in the middle, censorship is not a good thing. I don't think that. I think that when you try to censor people, there's a reason. And people who have censored books or who have tried to stop free speech have never been on the right side of history. It's the bottom line. I don't care if I agree with you. I'm an ardent supporter of the First Amendment. Well, all of the Bill of Rights for that matter. I will fight to the death for you to be able to say it, even if I disagree with it. And that's where hate speech gets a little fuzzy because what is hate speech? Well, it depends who defines it. If you don't like something I say, is it hate speech? Free speech is protected. So I didn't like censorship. So just with that in mind, that was kind of what was going through my head at the time. I went and looked up the most banned books of all time. Okay. And maybe they weren't necessarily banned for long or they were when they came out or in certain countries, maybe not the U S or maybe the U S and not other countries, but I went out there and I bought a bunch of books, um, got on Amazon and I probably ordered 30 books that were, um, some that I'd read when I was younger, some that, um, I had never read. And then some that, um, I kind of forgot I read, but you know, uh, and I can go through some of them, but like Fahrenheit 451, the giver, um, Lord of the Flies, one of my favorite books about your inner struggles, because um, the beast wasn't real. Anyways, we'll get into that later. Um, but you know, you can kind of go through the list of books um, that I and I'll, and I'll drop a list of them because I've done it before on our website. But I went out there and I bought a bunch of books um, that had been banned or had had high controversy around them that some people wanted to censor because of graphic things or um, just they didn't feel like it fit with the morals of society. 
And so I started reading those books. Um, a lot of them we read when we were younger. I don't understand why the giver was one that was highly criticized. Um, you know, but anyways, I digress on that. But one came up and that quote, Tyler Durden is from fight club. So I don't want you to think it's kind of weird that, that Richard's talking one week about King David and the, and biblical narratives and then going to a book or a movie that's probably deemed pretty graphic, right? Um, the movie is the book you can, I mean, it's a book you're reading it in your head, right? Um, but so I, so it's one of the books that I had picked up. I've got a copy here. I will drop an affiliate link. So if you want to buy it, feel free. Um, let me make about 10 cents off your order. Um, but it's, it's actually the book and the movie are, are they, they diverge slightly from each other. I mean, the book's not a very long book and to make a, you know, hour and a half long movie, gotta, gotta fill in some blanks, but it's interesting. Um, what I was thinking about though, was that quote. And I think that that's, and that's what I wanted to talk about because I think that's like the antithesis of what we consider live at full. We work jobs to hate, to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like. That's like the opposite of how I want to live my life. I don't want to ever, and that's part of being self-employed and working for yourself and encourage people to find that side hustle, to find that thing that can be your main thing, that thing that you are passionate about that will help you earn an income. Because I truly think when you find your passion, you find purpose and then you find fulfillment. We live in an amazing economy right now. People can talk about recession. They can talk about all these things, but you can sell pictures of your feet on the internet and make a lot of money. I mean, it's crazy the world we live in. You are so connected. You can sell things on the internet to strangers and make money. There's excuses abundant out there, but there's people that literally go to TJ Maxx, buy everything off the rack that they can and resell it on eBay and make maybe five or $10 an item. And you can make a hundred grand a year doing that if you're willing to do the work. It's called retail arbitrage, by the way. Um, or it's one method of retail arbitrage. But anyways, that quote hit me. So I started thinking about, you know, I've read the, I've read the, read the book. It was highly criticized um, by some people. The movie was, it didn't do well financially, but it has like a cult following, right? So the first rule of Fight Club is to not talk about Fight Club. So probably I shouldn't be talking about it, but huh, you know, but I think that it, there's some, it was written by a freelance journalist who calls it, I think a transgressional novel. But to me, it was a guy who hated his job so much that he literally had a psychotic split. He was so disenfranchised with the daily nine to five and doing what he had to do. Number one, he suffered from insomnia, which was part of the whole premise of the book was he couldn't sleep. And so he, the doctor told him that insomnia wasn't suffering. Well, he thinks it is. Anybody who suffers from insomnia and a lot of high level people do. And neurodivergent people, for that matter, suffer from insomnia. It is suffering when you can't sleep. Um, so anyways, that's how kind of how the book goes. But the guy was so hated his life so much. He basically had a psychotic split. I don't know what else you call it. I mean, to where an alternative or ulterior persona came out named Tyler Durden. It's, and if you haven't read the book or watched the film, I'm not going to, I don't want to like spoil it for you, but there was such inner conflict in his life that he hated his job so much. And he worked for like an unnamed auto company. Um, and I think the first couple scenes of the movie talk about, you know, whether they do a recall or not is based on the amount of lawsuits they'll have versus the amount of money it would take to recall it. So it had nothing to do with safety. It had to do with how much money they would lose if they did a recall versus people dying and getting sued. So it, it's a, it's kind of a take against some big business in that sense. But have you ever gotten to that point where you almost create another person outside of work because you hate your daily grind so much? 
What I want to tell you with, with what we talk about with Live It Full is you can change that. At any moment, you can change. And you don't have to start going to support groups for things you don't have or blowing up buildings or starting a secret underground fight club. Just start doing the things that you are passionate about. Whether it makes you money or not. We grow up and we become adults and we start we start doing these things to pay the bills and life happens. And the next thing you know, you've got three or four kids and you've got a mortgage and car payments and you aren't happy, but you can't stop doing what you're doing because you have bills to pay. And you're not happy. And I truly believe that you can find happiness anywhere and you can find happiness in any job and you can, you can choose joy as they say. But in reality, for us to be totally fulfilled as humans, I do believe you have to have purpose in what you're doing. And if you have trouble finding that purpose, then you don't need to be doing that. Now, Richard, I just can't quit my job. No, you can't. I get that. But can you find something that will lead you down a path that enables you to Some of the greatest success stories I hear from entrepreneurs are I hated my job and I chose to do something different. Entrepreneurs are the only people out there who will choose to not work 40 hours a week for someone else so they can work 80 hours a week on their own. But they chose to follow their purpose because this is what I'm going to tell you and I call it the P's. But if if you can follow your passion, you will find purpose. And once you find purpose, you'll find your place. And then that leads to fulfillment. I think Steve Jobs said it best when he was talking about when you're an entrepreneur, you have to love what you do. You do. You have to love what you do because when it gets hard, most people quit. And so if you don't love what you do, like any sane person would do is how he put it, you'll quit. And so Find what moves your soul. For Tyler Durden, maybe it was having an underground fight club at night that he didn't remember because he was suffering from extreme insomnia. Maybe they're making soap. I don't know what it is. But find your passion. Find the thing that makes your soul go, yes, that is it, my friend. Then figure out how to do that. I'm telling you, if you do something with enough passion you'll win. You'll find a way to make money doing it. Somebody will help you along the way, but you've got to follow that passion. And if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to hit what we call midlife crisis, or we hit an age where we regret the things that we didn't do. And then all of a sudden, there's not time to do them. So what I'm going to tell you to do is live it full. Do the things that you want to do today. Maybe it's in a minute or two or three or 15 minutes a day. If you're passionate about something, find the time for it. Don't regret it when you turn 80 and you're looking back on your life and you say, man, I sure hope my employer appreciated me not missing work for the last 40 years. Sure hope that uh, they, they care about me when I'm gone. You know what? They're not. I don't mean that harsh or cold. The people that are going to remember you are your kids, your grandkids, your friends, and and we don't have a lot of friends. I mean, anybody. Anybody who says they have a lot of friends probably don't have any. But you're close, three to four people in your life. 
they're going to be sad. But you know, you're not going to remember the days you had in the office. You're going to remember the days you didn't. And I'm not saying to quit because we all need and we all need employees. We all have to have those things. And the world goes around because of people who work. But what I'm saying is you've got to find your passion. And I think that reading is a big part of that. So I know it sounds like I'm kind of going to try to come full circle and pull all this back together is you've got to you've got to find that. But read some books about it. Get back into those things that make you happy. There's a big world out there. I mean, I, so I, I'm, I, we had softball practice last night. And we went over to a batting facility and I'm, I'm looking at some of the, the coaches in there who are mentoring and coaching people who are passionate about softball and baseball. So they took a passion they had and they're able to make money doing it now. Could you do that 20 years ago? Were, they, were there travel teams? Were there opportunities for you to use your skills that you learned as a child and into adolescence and maybe played in college to continue to make money privately versus coaching like at a university or a high school. Yeah, there are so many opportunities. People right now with disposable income want their children to get the best education they can. And I'm not talking about necessarily compulsory education, but like sports, there's opportunities there. You can follow those passions. I mean, I get to do a podcast every week and we sell some merchandise and I get to help people. I love it. One of my passions is I want to speak on stage. I want to influence and impact other people's lives. You can't just say that. You have to work at it. You have to get better at speaking. You have to, you have to earn, earn things. You have to pay your dues. You have to master your craft. Nobody lets you on their stage. You have to build your own. Then you get invites to other stages. And I know that. I can't quit my day job. Can't quit what I'm doing on the on the other stuff because I know that I'm not ready yet. But I can tell you every day I'm working on what my passions are to get to that point. So with that in mind, I'm going to wrap it up. If you haven't read a book since high school, change the narrative, change the statistics, start 15 minutes a day. You can read a book in a month easily. You read twice a day for 15 minutes. You can read one in two weeks. Go check out our Amazon Influencer Store. I will drop a link. It is. It has all of the books that Caitlin and I love. You can buy them from there. We earn a slight commission on that for everyone that's bought. Check out Fight Club if you haven't. It's uh, probably, like I said, it's different from a lot of the things we talk about regarding faith and family. But I think there's some things you can relate with. And I try to pull inspiration from everything that I read, everything that I do. The mundane part of life is what I try to draw inspiration out of because that's what we have. Jordan Peterson said, you know, life isn't drinks on the beach in Mexico. Sure, that happens, but it's a small percentage of your life. Every day, like everyday life is having breakfast with your family. It's having those conversations. It's coming home after work in a bad mood and having to smile and change your your mindset when you get in there. It's as we say, and it's behind me on my wall right now. It's live it full, living everyday life with purpose. So if you haven't read a book lately, go out and read a book. If you don't know what book to start with, holler at me. I'll help you figure one out. I probably have one on my shelf you can borrow, but get out there and read something. And if you're working at a job you hate to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even like, change it. You have the power over your life, but guess what? Nobody else is going to change it for you. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, shoot me an email. Let me know. Shoot me a message, text, DM, 
whatever you want to do. Pretty easy to find on social media. I hope you continue to live it full. God bless. We love you. Have a great day. You just listened to this entire episode. That means you gained some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Living Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Living Full Podcast.